Hello, everyone. How's it going today? Fabulous. How are you? It's going good. It's going good. I am so excited, so happy to be a part of the Godly View for the month of February. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Can you believe that we are already in February? So let's introduce each other. Let's introduce these beautiful ladies that we have here today. I'll start with myself. I am Andrea Purry. I am the Purpose Pusher, pushing you into purpose with prayer and affirmations. Super excited to be a part of this amazing, illustrious people. Y'all, we got some good people tonight. We have a great show for you on tonight with the Greers. Also, yeah. <laughs> yes, so I'll go next. Uh, my name is Jessica Rogers. I'm your neighborhood therapist. Um, I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky. I am a li licensed therapist in the area as well. Um, and I'm always glad to be here and glad to share with you on tonight. Tonight, we have a great show for you. Like um, Andrea said, we are actually going to be talking about green flags. Everybody talks about the red flags of relationship, but tonight we are going to be talking about green flags um, because they are, if not the most important thing to look for in a relationship and to, and to carry on a good relationship with one another. Not even just in romantic relationships, but in your friendships too, right? You want to see those green flags everywhere you go. So without uh, further ado, I would like our sister and then them as a couple, they can introduce themselves Hello, hello, hello. This is Persephone Sonia, a.k.a. Pastor Greer. I'm a gospel songwriter and producer. I'm host of The Sheer Truth with Persephone Sonia, as well as the Simply Seth podcast. I reside in the beautiful state of Alabama with the two gentlemen that I feel like make everything beautiful. My husband, the Clifford William Greer II, as well as our beautiful three-month-old son, Alonzo Eugene Greer, aka Gene on the scene. I am so glad to be on here with my sisters. So glad to be talking about green flags. So blessed to be able to speak from a place of experience of experiencing the good things versus the bad things. And I just, I thank God for this man right here. And I'm going to let him go ahead and share a little bit about himself. So, Well, hello, everybody. Uh, as you know, my name is Clifford Greer, um, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Tell It Like It Is. Hey. Uh, I, I like to keep it real. No need in sugarcoating anything. Um, currently, right now, I'm a grocery manager with Publix. Living here with my wife and our beautiful son in Alabama. Living here, but kind of just you know passing through. Yeah, we don't know where we're gonna land, but we're, as long as we're in it together, we're just gonna keep it moving, mm -hmm. going works. higher and higher together. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I, I like you said, as long as we're in it together. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's great that you can have somebody to do life with, and you know, and have a good life with. Um, so yeah, like we talked about tonight, we are talking about green flags. 
um, of relationships and who better to do it with than uh, Pastor Greer and her husband. You know, she always has shows admiration for him on every show that we have um, about couples. And I think that's one of the the amazing things. And it always blesses me for her to to show that admiration, because I think, um, you know, just in today's culture, we get so caught up in me, me, me. But Mm -hmm. we sometimes forget about the other person and what they bring to the table. So kind of rolling into one of our first questions. Uh, what do green flags mean to you? And what was the first green flag you experienced in your courtship? That's for both of you guys. You want to answer first, babe? Okay. Uh, green flags are that signal that tell you to keep moving forward, to keep going along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest green flags for me early on was the fact that she wasn't afraid of answering and delving into some of the harder hitting questions early on as we were trying to get to know each other. Um, one of the first things I told her when we met was that I'm not a good boyfriend. I said, I don't mean to be rude. I'm not trying to scare you off, but I'm not a boyfriend. I'm husband material looking for a wife. I don't have five years to date. If we're going to date, we need to get to know each other and get to know each other soon and now. Mm-hmm. He just said, like, "Come on with it." I yeah. like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and in our in our thirties already, I didn't know how old she was, but I, you know, I was like, "I'm getting to my mid thirties. I'm not trying to be getting married at forty. Finally, figuring somebody out. No, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right. But we're gonna get to know each other deep and now." Yeah, that was that was a big deal for me as well. Uh, uh, green flags mean to me. Um, a signal that God is finally getting his way because there have been times where I did things my way. As you all know, Cliff is my second husband. And the first time I did things my way, I just, I was like, okay, Lord, this is what I want to do. Bless it. Instead of saying, Lord, is this what you want me to do? And if it is bless it, Um, there were signs that that was not the right way to go. And I, did those things anyway. And with Cliff, it was, it wasn't just one thing in particular that he did or said or or way that he acted. It was his overall character. Character, and I noticed a lot of women will say it without saying it, but when, when you get older, character means way more than it did in the beginning because your standards go up. It, it, they should, but sometimes it takes for us to go through a lot of bad things in order for our standards to go up. Well, with Cliff, every standard that I had, he met. And not because he was trying to get me. He wasn't rising to the occasion because he was trying to get me. He was rising to the occasion because that's who he is. And seeing, you know, it's really important to pay attention to how someone that you're romantically interested in treats other people, not just you. Because sometimes a person will only be nice to the person they're trying to be in a relationship with, and then they treat everybody else like trash. Um, How do they treat wait staff? How do they treat um, strangers? You know, how do they treat your family? How do they treat their family? How do they, you know, how do they carry themselves? All of those things matter. And that was a, a big deal for me. And when he talked about 
being a husband, I was like, yes, and I'm a wife, so let's do this. You know, how he was about, because one of the major things that I had was, I'm not having sex unless I'm married. And there were other men that I had talked to in the past that were, that were Christians, but didn't want to adhere to that standard. That was one of the most important standards. And he, and he said from the very beginning, a real man can wait. And that allowed me to fully be able to relax and get to know him versus having my guard up because like at any point in time, he's going to try to have sex with me. So yeah, that was, that was major. I think, I think that uh, both of you guys great made great points. I just kind of want to back up and talk about what Clifford uh, Cliff said. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, you care if I use either one interchangeably? Yeah, either either okay. one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he had said, like off the bat, like, "Look, I ain't got time to waste and and things like that." Mm-hmm. But you know, I was thinking just in again, kind of going against today's culture. Yeah. Somebody would saw that as a red flag, like, mm-hmm. oh trying to push it on me like right yeah. right Goodbye, you know so how do you think people i kind of can can what do you think people need to know or do to kind of discern when something really is a green flag and it's not mm-hmm. a red flag because of the delivery um well the way i delivered it works for me so and i always tell people when i share that story with them that that's the way I operate. That's who I am. That's mm-hmm. how I am. It won't necessarily work for them that way. Mm-hmm. They're going, we're all trying to get to the same end goal. Mm-hmm. Just for me, it happened to work out to where we were on the same wavelength mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. and weren't afraid to have deep conversations early oh, on yeah. and then have more of the fun conversations later. Exactly. Um, the culture is to just date, 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 hit it and quit it. Mm-hmm. It's not really taught so much to court, date, yeah. cherish, marry. Mm-hmm. Where it's on the movies, uh, music videos. Mm-hmm. We see it in our homes, mm-hmm. at school, church, yeah. work. Of people bouncing around from partner to partner or creeping behind their other partners back with other people. Yes. So it's learned to constantly date, date, date. And then once I've got it out of my system, then, okay, I'll settle down when I'm in my 30s. Oh, yep. I'll, I'll wait until I'm in my 40s. Or, oh, you know what? Financially, it's not feasible. We're better off if we just, you know, live together and shack up and, mm-hmm. you know, co- keep collecting our checks from the government because we make more money this way. It's mm-hmm. better for taxes this way. So it, it's something that is not instilled and talk in the homes much anymore as much as it used to be and should be exactly and and jessica you brought up a good point that some people would see the the um acceleration as a red flag and i've had that on the other side as well so i i get that and i'm so glad you brought that up there's a difference between applying pressure and applying purpose because some people apply pressure because it's almost like they're afraid of the person finding out who the real mm-hmm. them is. Let me lock this down before they figure out who I really am. Um, but applying purpose is saying, listen, this is who I am. This is who you are. We have the same goals. We have the same uh, aspirations. Let's do this together. It's more like an invitation. Come, come live this life with me. 
we both have the, the same things that we want to do in life. And we have a mutual understanding of what it takes to do those things. Let's 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 do this together. It's, it's more of an invitation. So there there is a very big difference between applying pressure and applying purpose. And that was the biggest thing is applying the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much pressure for us to date, pressure for us to get married sooner. Right. It was just, it's just going to be purposeful and meaningful. Intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, very intentional. intentional. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think it's good that you guys both had the same mindset. That's mm-hmm. a green flag for me. Yes. But if we're both coming in with the same, like we're thinking the same, we're on the same wavelength, then that to me is a green flag. And that shows some type of compatibility between Mm -hmm. them being able to like even go further. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I love about your, even your courtship to your marriage Mm -hmm. and to your parenthood, what, what is one thing that you can say that you like, okay, this was a green flag. I see her as a great mother or I see him as a great father. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's that's deep because there's a lot that goes into that answer as far as green flags that we saw in each other as far as being great parents. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know, well before Alonzo was born, just talking about children, yeah, and knowing how we wanted to raise them, um, what kind of man or woman we were going to raise our children to be was a huge green green flag and that we both agreed on so much of what we wanted for them as far as being raised in the church to know and love and to fear God, you know, being raised by both of us equally, even though, Mm -hmm. yes, I spend a lot of time at work, but when I'm here, I'm here. When she's here, she's here. We're doing it together at the same time. Um, What we want to, for them to be able to experience Mm -hmm. and to do, you know, wanting more for them than we had. Mm -hmm. Just like our parents wanted more for us. We want more for our children too. So both of us being on the same, same wavelength as far as, okay, we're going to strive to do this, this, and that for him, or at least set him up to succeed in this area, whether he chooses to pursue it or not at least he'll have that opportunity to do it. You know, we're not going to necessarily force everything on him, Mm -hmm. but we want those doors of opportunity open for him to walk through. Yeah. Open more doors for him than than were open for us. Right. And I'll speak to the other side of that because my grandma always told me, she's like, it matters who you have kids with. I didn't understand that until I had mine. Yes, (laughs) yes. So, I, I mean, the way you guys have done it, I, that's how I would have liked to have done it and how I saw it in my head. But, yeah. of course, you know, again, like when you are living how culture tells you used to live, yeah. then yeah. you have to take care of responsibilities, whether you are wanted mm-hmm. it that way or not. Mm-hmm. But, and because even when you are trying to co-parent, if that person has a different idea of how to parent or what they want for that child, yeah. you're always going to be at conflict. And so yeah. it's hard to come to a conclusion conclusion mm-hmm. about even what you want for the child because right. yeah so I will that's my stance on the other side of that coin <laughs> yes. so you're getting two sides for that one. Oh yes <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah it's very important to pay attention to 
because I did not, I went into our relationship, not just looking for and seeing if Cliff was going to be a good husband. I was looking at, is this man going to be a good father right. as well? So, because I wouldn't want a man to treat me well, but not be present for the children. Right. They give me everything I want, but be like, okay, well, and because and there are men that are like, I'll provide, I'll pay the bills, but you care for the children. Don't ask me anything about the children. I'm not coming to the school. I'm not dropping anybody off. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But I wanted a man that was going to be a, a present, loving, faithful husband and a present, loving, caring, supportive father. Yeah. And I knew that I had those things in Cliff by the, like you said, the conversations that we had. We talked about, okay, how are we going to raise these children? What are we going to raise them to believe? What are we going to raise them to, um, how are we going to raise them to treat other people? Yeah. And all of those things lined up with the dreams and the hopes that I had for these future children that, you know, they lived in my mind and in my heart because they weren't yet here on earth. So I really paid attention to the things that he said and really paid attention. And here's the th pay attention, mm -hmm. pay attention. Okay. Write it down. Pay attention. <laughs> Okay, it's sure. not about what you want to see. Yeah, it's about what it is. Mm -hmm. so what you actually the say good yeah. and the bad. Good. Pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. And then once you see the good, don't run from it. Yeah, that's 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 the that's the real point, right? That's the real point. Good, don't run from it. Because I tried. We need Jack on the screen. I'll, yeah, I'll, I tried. Because yeah. uh, I was I, I was looking at within the first couple weeks of of meeting Cliff, I was like, I God, I want him, I want him, Lord, please, Jesus, please, Lord, please, because it was like he was checking off all the boxes that I had, and it wasn't like I I, I didn't make him jump through any hoops or anything. I was paying attention to what he was showing me. Yes, I was I was with my little mental clipboard checking the things that he was showing me. I. I I hate when people say they test people. Mm. Oh, I was just testing to see how mm -hmm. she was going to act. I was just testing yep. to see what he was going to... There was none of that. We mm, didn't that's have to test each other. We I think that's culture, too. That's culture. Yeah, it's but manipulation. Yes, it yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to tell him I'm not going to have sex with him unless he marries me and see how right. he reacts. And based off of his reaction, that will determine whether or not we continue to talk in this way. I'm letting him know that I'm getting ready to be ordained as a pastor. If he does not agree that women should be able to be pastors or that women should be able to be teachers, then that's somebody I can't because I already knew there were certain things that God was setting me up for. So you don't have to test if you listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, you try. There's a difference between testing somebody and then test trying things by the Spirit. Right. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Trying mm -hmm. things by the spirit is the Christian way. Testing people and trying to see if you could push somebody over the edge to kind of see, you know, who they are. That's the world's way. Right. And there's so many things that it's like, yeah, you take what, what the word of God says. You take what the Holy Spirit says and it's warped and twisted mm -hmm. into the world's mm -hmm. way. So I didn't have to test him. I didn't have to try to manipulate him or, you know, twist his words and do all that. No, all I had to do was listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to what he said and pay attention to what he did. Mm -hmm. that's, Ooh, that's what it took. 
<laughs> did, did you I, I mean, I know you are, were kind of passive, but I like what you said about just kind of, you know, the father point, like it is, mm-hmm. uh, it's not about just the man paying for everything and paying all the bills mm-hmm. and, not, and not being there, you know, yes. it is important to be present in both. Um, and, and I think sometimes we, we got to remember that too. It's, it's glad, good that he pays the bills, but even, even the women, you know, it's good yeah. that you pay the bills, but if you're not present, like yes. sometimes presence, presence over presence. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. so, yeah. And, yeah. One, and one more note about Cliff as a father. I just, I just have to brag about my husband real quick. Excuse me. Go ahead and brag. Um, <laughs> the pregnancy towards the end was, was difficult. And uh, I ended up having Alonzo a few weeks early. Thankfully he was born healthy. Um, I had to have an emergency C-section. And Cliff did about 90% of his care for the first, what, three weeks, month of his mm-hmm. life. All I had to focus on was healing and pumping milk, wow. healing and bonding with our child. And I was so, so grateful to him. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it because society told him to. He did it because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. He took such great care of me when I was pregnant. And just seeing him with Alonzo, I, I just... I would have 38 of your babies. I would. I would. Because like the way that he cared for us. We're not buying no bus. No. <laughs> We're not buying a Two bus. Two and that's it. But yeah. I, I just, I'm so grateful for the fact that his father is a caretaker. Because he told me. He said the Greer we're, we're caretakers. He said my 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 father is that way. We take care of our women. We take care of our our children. That's yeah. what we do. Both of his grandfathers were like that, and a legacy of manhood is what Alonzo was born into. Wow, a legacy of caretaking, a legacy of prioritizing your family, a legacy of deeply loving and caring for your wives, a legacy of being loving and supportive towards your children. And, and it's not about perfection. It's about persistence. Yes. And always striving to be better. And the way mm. Alonzo looks at his father, everything that I went through was worth it to yeah. be able to see this baby look up at his father with just pure admiration and he he looks at him like he hung the moon. And that is what I prayed for. Alonzo had everything that I want would have wanted to have before he was even born. His mm. father was anticipating his birth. Mm. And he stayed there with me at the hospital. I was in the hospital for five days. And he was there with us. And it was just a beautiful thing. And I just I just want to publicly mm. thank you once again for loving us. And for being that man and for being an example to other men of how to take care of your wife and how to take care of of your children. It's just, I can't thank you enough. I'm so blessed to have you as my husband. And Alonzo has the best father in the world. Oh, yeah. grateful, Grateful. Yes. You know what? The public display of love and public display of honor is so beautiful. And I believe that's also a green flag. Yeah. Um, as you have always just gave him so many accolades and so much praise and so much admiration. And I love that. I love words of affirmation. So that's that's my thing. That's, yep. That's for me. For him too. Um, 
this wasn't a question that I had wrote down, but because we're talking about to mm -hmm. me, kind of like going into love languages, was is could that be a green flag? Like you know, knowing the love language and being able to do the love language. Yeah, because we actually did the uh, one of those tests. Mm -hmm. What is your love language test? Yep. To see where we both line up on that as far as what do we value more, look for more for ourselves so that both of us can know what the other one is needing more of. Mm -hmm. Wow. So it's important to, one, know yourself. Yeah. And right. two, know your partner, know your spouse. Yeah. Because how can you truly provide for them if you don't even know what they're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is true. You know, you can there's so many different levels of providing for somebody mentally, spiritually, physically, financially. Yeah. You know, so exactly what is this person looking for? Because yeah. I'm one of those men, you need to tell it to me like it is. Mm -hmm. I don't do beating around the bush. Mm -hmm. I don't do hints. Mm -hmm. You can give me a hint all day long. And it's gonna go right over my head, or I'm just gonna let it fly by because you went direct with me. Right. I will purposely <laughs> let you continue to hint mm -hmm. until you come out with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then once you finally come out with it, I'm gonna see what's that so hard? Exactly. Just let me know, please. Yeah. Let me know what's going on. Yeah. And and that was something that he helped me with because I was one of those people where it's like, I'll do it myself. I'll just do it myself. Do it. And it's like, no, you have a partner right. and you have a willing partner. Yeah. That's the thing, too. A willing partner. That wants um, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was important because uh, um, both of our, our dominant love language. And, and the thing about love languages, it doesn't mean that it, it, it's just what is the most. Um, important to that person, but there are other things that 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 person can enjoy mm -hmm. and benefit from. But our dominant love language, both of ours, happen to be physical touch. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then his second one is words of affirmation, and my second one was quality time. Okay. So while he's getting his words of affirmation. I'm getting my quality time while I'm getting my quality time. He's getting his words of affirmation and yeah. we're touching. Right. <laughs> yeah. But but having a willing partner, even going into, and we're gonna talk about it, the fear that people have when they talk about they're gonna wait to have sex before they get married. There's always this talk of, well, what if they don't give me what I want? And what if I can't, first of all, be a grown-up and talk about it. We had those conversations yeah, and they probably. weren't strictly clinical. They were like, okay, this is what I'd like. This is what I would like to try. This is, these are the things I absolutely want to do, you know, and then also having a willing partner that's willing to be patient. That's yeah. willing to figure you out. Yeah. And that, that, that is evident in the courting stage, well, whether that's that's good or not, whether that's mm -hmm. something that's that they can do or not. So you don't have to have sex with somebody to know if they would be a willing partner, if they would yeah. be a willing, loving participant mm -hmm. in what you do. You don't have to te test drive these vehicles before right. you buy them, okay? Right. You know, so well, I'm afraid to was <laughs> no, <laughs> because my first go around was not what I thought it would be or wanted it to be and instead of using that as an excuse to clam up and not say anything about it I use that as a catalyst for change 
mm-hmm. to say, okay, listen, this is because I had, I had a conversation with the Lord about it. Mm-hmm. Me, me, me and the Lord sat down and talked about it. And the Lord was like, I heard you the first time. Are you going to talk to me about it again? Okay. <laughs> but I talked to him. I was like, listen, sir, whomever you send my way, the one that's your choice for me, that part needs to be what, what it needs to be for it to be what I need it to be. Okay. And, and the Lord was like, I heard you the first time. <laughs> I prayed for okay so there are some of you out there you're like listen I'm saved I'm filled with the Holy Ghost I love Jesus with all of my heart I serve in ministry I have been through so much the Lord has brought me through so much and I want to um do right by the person that I marry I don't want to touch them until they're my husband or until they're my wife but I'm scared mm-hmm. I don't want to marry somebody and have a bad sex life I don't want to marry somebody and feel like I'm unfulfilled. I don't want to marry somebody and feel like, like I'm a prostitute and like they only want me when they want me. And then they put me on the shelf when they don't want me and I don't get anything in between. Mm. Talk to the Lord. I was going to say, cause he don't want you to have that either. Hello. Mm-hmm. The Lord was like, <laughs> Y'all go, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna leave now, but yeah. <laughs> go, go do, yeah. Like God is pleased. He is. With yeah. the fact that you are with a willing partner and you do right. it God's way. That's he right. Joy out of that. He gets joy. And um, I just, you know, I because I I feel it. I feel y'all out there, some of y'all out there like listen, Persephone. That's what they really want to know about. Pa- Pastor Grill, listen. <laughs> nah, you talking all this, wait, 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 and don't, don't, don't. But what if what about when when we do what we need to do? We do everything the way the Lord wants us to do it. And then we get in the situation. It's like, listen, there are signs. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Pay attention. If this person does not care for you and and, and make you feel safe outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. it's not going to change once the door closes. Right. If you don't feel comfortable around this person outside of the bedroom, if you don't feel mm-hmm. heard, and right. valued and cherished outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. baby, that's not going to change when the door closes. That's right. We need to pay attention. Pay mm-hmm. attention. It'll benefit you. So yeah. I had to say that because I, I, anytime we talk about waiting, anytime we talk about doing things God's way, the enemy always tries to come in and say, but what if you ah. <laughs> No. <laughs> doing it God's way. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I have a question. So um Brother Cliff said something. He said you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what did you know about yourself that was a green flag before you started dating? Um, before I started dating, one of the things that I knew for sure about me is that I know what I want. And I know what I'm looking for. Being sure of what it is that I'm looking for. Um, This is one of those things to where it is not an air of, you know, ego Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It was confidence in knowing who I am, what I need, and what I can offer and what I provide. Yeah. Um, a lot of us, especially black men in particular, 
have this super inflated or superficial view of what it is to be a real man, mm. you know, and we're told constantly by the world, by society, that you need to go off and be uh, a high paid athlete. You need to be the school jock. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be the the highest paid neurosurgeon at, you know, Duke or John Hopkins mm-hmm. University. If you're not the, the best, then what are you? Mm-hmm. Your, your, your first place, you know, your first place for last place. Right. You know, so knowing that I'm not going to be the best at all these areas, but what I am is a provider and I can give you all of what I do have to offer was one of the biggest green flags that I could offer to another woman. That's why when I met Persephone, I told her a lot of the things that might be red flags to a lot of other people, but outside of those, here's what I bring to the table though. Mm -hmm. Here's what I offer. Being able to expose myself so much so to where she could really see who I was early on rather than just finding out later on because of me hiding it. Exactly. You know, me hiding the real truth Mm -hmm. of who I am. Yes. So being able to tell her that, yes, I spend a lot of time doing this. I might spend a lot of time doing that. Mm -hmm. I like doing this stuff like this too. I like my me time. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to us time and us spending time together, Mm -hmm. I'm all in. Yeah. When it comes to providing, I'm going to make a way, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. When it comes to decision making, I've got all these ideas, but what do you want to do too? Yes. You know, yeah, it doesn't have so. to be all just me, me, me. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm comfortable enough letting you make a decision too. Yes. And let it be our decision. Absolutely. Because a lot of us are told, oh, you know, you're the man of the house. You, you, you say what goes on in that house. We're married. We're partners. We say what goes on. Mm-hmm. And being a, be, being comfortable enough to allow people to know that, mm-hmm. letting people other people know, it's like, it's not just you. You don't do it all by yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the one running that marriage by yourself. You don't run that household by yourself. Right. You're not going to chi- raise that child by yourself. Right. It has to be you. You have to be vulnerable enough and strong enough to admit I am not strong enough to do it all by myself. Right. I need your help. I want your help. I Mm -hmm. value your help and your input. Mm -hmm. So being me being able to be emotionally exposed like that Mm -hmm. with a huge green flag. Yeah. Yeah. Something I can offer emotionally exposed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it helps the relationship when both people can be naked emotionally. Come on, get naked. You know, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, and, and we, we, we always reiterate when we talk about our early courtship. We had the difficult conversations up front. Mm-hmm, we right. had the deep conversations up front. I told him about my health problems and everything up front. That was not something I wanted to or could hide from him right you know mm-hmm. if i overdid it you know at the grocery store and 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 and, and was out doing errands and he came to see me and i'm limping around the house obviously i can't hide that from him so he him being emotionally naked with me helped me feel comfortable being emotionally naked and vice versa mm-hmm. we were committed 
to being committed. Mm -hmm. Some people want to be committed, but they're not committed to being committed. Yeah. Yeah. They want to do it, but they don't want to want to do it. Yeah. It's like there's multiple layers to it. You can't just, that's not something you just wake up one day and say you want to be married. You can't just wake up one day and say, I want to be a parent. There is work that goes into it. It's work. We always say it's work, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being married is work, but it's worth it. And it, it, just because we say it's, it's work, that doesn't mean we don't have any fun. We yeah. have plenty of fun. Yeah. He married a woman that has dad jokes. How did how did I get the dad jokes? <laughs> you know, like we we have fun. Mm -hmm. We make each other laugh. You know, we because Cliff's job is is so demanding of him being super hyper focused and and serious. I strive to to be silly and ridiculous and make him laugh. You know, and it, yes, real quick, real quick. Mm -hmm. I want something that before you started dating. Yeah, before before we started dating. Okay. Um, when you were single. Yes. Three. My ability to be able to um, not go with the flow, but go with the function of whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always joke about the fact that I was a foster kid, so I can like get up and move in the middle of the night if I have to. Like I can just pick up and go and just be at home wherever I am because mm -hmm. of the the fact that you know we we plan on moving several times throughout our our marriage. That was something that he asked me about early on. That was one of those difficult conversations of, okay, is this something you would be willing to do? Because if not then we're going to have to, you know, not be having these conversations anymore. We're going to have to just move on. Yeah. The ability to make myself at home anywhere, mm. the ability to be comfortable wherever mm. I am. Now, mind you, there still were some, there were some moments where I was still kind of high strung about certain things, but mm. that was a trauma response. Mm -hmm. That was something that I had to recognize. Mm -hmm. That was something that I had to be like, okay, this is why I feel this way. Not because it can't be done, but mm -hmm. because it's never been done before by me. Yeah. So my ability to be able to say, okay, I haven't done this before, but I'm willing to try. Mm -hmm. I haven't been in this position before, but I'm willing to make the best of it. I think that is something that is is the making of a good wife. I, I study mm -hmm. Proverbs 31. You know, that was always the ambition that I had to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And not necessarily following it to the letter of being legalistic, mm. but learning how to apply those things to my life. Because I think yeah. that's why some women are afraid of the Proverbs 31 woman, because they're like, well, I want to work outside the home and I want to be a boss and I want to do this. And I want to. It's like, ma'am, we're talking about the spirit of the Proverbs 31 woman. Right? Right. <laughs> we're, we, you, yeah. you don't have to be legalistic about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love Jessica, you want to ask another question? Uh, yeah. So um, we kind of went over, let's see. So what advice can you give um, from your experience to, um, to someone searching for green flags? That's a good one. You want me to go? Do you want to go? Mm, I think the best advice for somebody looking for green flags, don't look too hard for them. If you go, it's like looking for trouble. You go looking for trouble, you're going to find it. Mm -hmm. You go looking for green flags, that's all you're going to focus on is, I'm looking for these distinct things, focus, 
and only those things. I'm looking for this one thing and only that one thing, but you're going to miss out on everything else that they're offering to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that green flag is hidden. Maybe mm-hmm. they haven't opened it up to you enough yet, mm-hmm. but you can't focus solely on strictly green flags because mm-hmm. there's always going to be red flags in yeah. any and everything. Mm-hmm. One of my red flags, especially when I was younger, and it was still in the back of my mind as I was courting Persephone, is that not only was I looking for somebody on the same emotional and mental wavelength as I was, mm-hmm. but somebody on the same financial wavelength as I was. Mm-hmm. And if I would have let the red flag of, oh, she doesn't work. If I would have let that one red flag stop me, yeah, I'd have missed all the other green flags. Mm-hmm. All these other green flags waving me, no, go on, go on. No, mm-hmm. keep coming, keep coming. No, no, that one thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, nope, can't do it. Not doing it. Nope, no, no. That thing. was like a flexible red flag for you. Yeah, that was, flexible. Okay, we, we, yeah, yeah. That, like, that's one of those red flags that, in my mind, I had put up as a high, a high red flag mm-hmm. for when I was younger. Yeah. Just because, you know, looking at the news every day and the state of the economy and the way the world is going, yes. in my mind, I didn't want to be the sole provider. Mm-hmm. Right. That worked for our grandparents and our great grandparents, yes. you know, when eggs used to be free because you went back to the backyard getting out of the chicken coop. Now it's like, great, dad, I got to spend half my paycheck to buy breakfast. Right. So it sounds like for you, again, that goes back to kind of like knowing yourself and and saying, but for when you were younger, that that kind of anxiety rose when you were like, I got to take care of everything. Like, what's yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I ain't got no play. Like, what, what are we doing? You know, so yeah. I think that it's that show kind of like in your maturity of learning yourself that mm-hmm. okay, it might be a red flag, but it's a flexible. It's one. something that it's yes, it's flexible. It's something that can turn into a yellow and then, okay, it's not even a flag at all. Yeah. Let's just move I on and focus that. on all the other good. It could turn yeah. into a yellow flag. I like that. I like yeah. that. I'm, I'm <laughs> and, so glad he brought that up. And Persephone, even, you know, she used to say, I wish I would have met you when I was younger. And I tell her all the time, no, you don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> got to be real. Like, we know no, you don't. You didn't want, want me when I was younger <laughs> because I didn't know what I wanted when yeah. I was younger. Yes. Uh-huh. I wasn't as mature when I was younger. Um, I tell her all the time stories of when I lived in Tallahassee. You know, lived there for five years, going to college and partying all the time. She's like, "Oh well, if I'd have met you when I was younger, maybe we could have got together when I was younger." I said, "No, we wouldn't have." <laughs> no, all the way down, like no, no we wouldn't have. Exactly. I, I said I was too busy partying and doing everything I could to stop myself from dating because mm. I was too busy just being me. Yeah, I wasn't right. focused on finding an us or a we. Yeah, I was so focused on just doing what I wanted to do yeah. that I wasn't listening to the advice of my parents, my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I wasn't open to what God was trying to tell me. Wow. It was so much, all right, off work, let me go get banded. Time to hit the bar. Yeah. Time to go to the club. Time to go <laughs> hang out. Yeah. Time to have fun. It was all fun, fun, fun. It wasn't about settling down and being serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can we agree, like, everybody kind of goes through that stage. And I think that's important to realize that it's okay that if you are going to that stage, but like you said, you have to 
like be ready for that us and we like yes. don't, don't try don't try to fake the funk like that's where I'm at in life too and I'm still mm-hmm. doing all this other stuff because I think that's a kind of a like that um that that um what is the word that I'm looking for that that double coin of double side the the par- was it not parallel but the um Help me out here, guys. The paradox. The paradox. Yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah. Being single, it's like we want to be young and single, doing all these extra things. But then we yeah. like we want this relationship. We want the then we want the marriage. So we, it's that that paradox of relationship and being yeah. young. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're gonna be young, just be young. You know, yeah. have your right. moment. Exactly. <laughs> and then, exactly. and come back to we. <laughs> yes, and to add to what Cliff said, I love the fact that he brought up that point because. When we were in our premarital counseling, Bishop Bird did our uh, premarital counseling and he told Cliff, he said, Persephone really is is saying what man would want me Mm. because he knew of the struggles that I had financially. He knew the struggles I had with my health. And even though I had great confidence that I could love a man the way he needed to be loved, that I could love and and care for a husband the way that God wanted me to in the back of my mind, I was still thinking with the health problems that I have being in pain all the time, the, the, the fatigue, all those different things. And later on, you know, the, the fertility issues, I, I've kind of, I kind of was like, why, why do I even want this? What man would want me? And when you're looking for those green flags, make sure that those green flags are not ignored because you don't think you deserve anybody. And remember that you're worthy. Yes. No, yes. no matter if you have a disability, no matter if you have a dysfunction, no matter whatever you have, you're worthy to be loved and, yes. and to give love. Exactly. Times when we have those type of things, we don't for, we forget I'm worthy to receive and to give. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It gotta be, it got to be something that we can stress to Christian women, mm-hmm. um, their worthiness. Yes. It's something that I have been praying about. And when you was talking, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I gotta say this. Mm-hmm. But after being single for a long period of time, the enemy tries to taught you with your worthiness oh yeah have these devices to even begin to have these self-defeating thoughts and all of these things that you think terribly about yourself yep i command right now today that we will come against those things for yes, Christmas, and we will begin to think like god thinks about us we will yes, see Lord. ourselves like god sees us yes, we'll Lord. know that are in the image of him and if we are in his image we're worthy of love and we're worthy to give love that part thank you yeah i that's why i tell my daughter i said that's the most powerful thing you ever carry is knowing what your worth is Mm -hmm. yes you know that you'll be less apt to accept even just not even relationships but just in life in general Mm -hmm. you know in your job and things like that yes so that that is true i agree comments yeah what'd you say i said did they want to have any closing comments oh. our producer here oh <laughs> yeah i just wanted to add this too real quick um another green flag is listening to the advice of people who care and love you yeah. care for you and love you and are only there for your good your benefit 
right. too many times we have people in our ears on both sides mm-hmm. telling us what we should do, how we should do it, when we should do it, yeah. why we should do it. But a lot of those voices and a lot of those people in our ears, they're not there for your ultimate good. Mm-hmm. They don't care about your emotional well-being, yeah. your mm-hmm. spiritual well-being, your physical well-being. That might just be one of the boys you grew up with who himself is, pardon my French, a hoe. Right. <laughs> he's out there yeah. running the streets mm. and he's doing his own thing and he's living what he thinks is the good life and thinks mm. that, oh man, you ain't ready for this and you ain't ready for that. You should be doing this, that, and, and the other instead. Mm-hmm. You know, so, even some of our parents, there's yeah. parents out there who, for one reason or another, hate whoever their son brings home mm. or whoever their daughter brings home and they don't even know the person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if that person person has a history of always domineering and dominating your life, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be telling you what's best for you and trying to steer you in the right direction. They're doing it because they're so used to controlling you. So you have to be listening to people who are there for your ultimate good and benefit, who are there to support you and guide you, not just drive you into the wall. Yeah. Because yeah. my, my parents, when um I brought them, when I brought Persephone to meet them, my dad took me to the side and said, you know what? If you two go ahead and get hitched, we wouldn't be, be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't there for all the conversation, but from the conversation they had, he, yeah, if y'all went ahead and got hitched. We wouldn't even be mad at you. Yeah. That, that, that's a good woman right there. All right. And shout out to mom and dad. They're actually here. They have Alonzo in the living room, so... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that but is. I, I know I can listen to my parents because they're there for my ultimate good. Exactly. Whereas I got people I grew up with who, not for nothing, if I see them walking down the street, I'm turning around going the other way. <laughs> yeah. We were acquaintances because yeah. we were in the same class. But as far as being my friend and wanting what's best for me, you don't know me like that. Right. Right. Just, on the outside looking in, you think I'm going to want what you want because that's what you grew up doing. No. right? Mm-hmm. So these are the people who love me. I'm going to talk to these people about this. I'm going to talk to my pastor about this. Yeah. I'm going to talk to my, my brothers my, about this. Mm-hmm. My aunts about this. People who grew up with me and nourished me and nurtured me. Mm-hmm. Guided me in the right direction. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's important. And, and, and one, one point I want to uh, leave you all with. Cliff is many things to me. He's my husband. He's my homie lover friend. He's the father of my child. But the thing that will never, ever change for the, the, to the end of time is that he's my brother in Christ. Mm. That's right. And I went into our relationship seeing him as, yes, is this someone I want to be in a relationship with? This is someone I can see a future with. But he is my brother in Christ above anything. And I have to always remember that before he was my husband, he belonged to the Lord and he still belongs to the Lord. I don't own him. I don't. My my job is to nurture him and to love him and to submit to the, the plans that we have for our our household and for him to be the head of the household. And like you said, we make decisions together. Yeah. But if you always go into these situations only thinking of, is this person going to be my husband? Is this person going to be my wife? And mm-hmm. you don't see them as your brother or sister in Christ, you're mm-hmm. doing them a disservice. 
Mm. So, and, you know, and, and people don't want to talk about the fact that when, when we get to heaven, your husband and your wife is not going to be your husband or your wife. Right. So treat mm. them the way you need to treat them while you're here. Right. Because y'all ain't going ain't gonna to be no bumping and grinding in heaven. <laughs> so you better treat them right while you're here. <laughs> right. Amen. Yeah, that's something to think about. I don't think you ever hear people talk, say that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and remind you of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. That's good food for thought. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys so much for coming on and dropping all the gems. I I always say I can't wait to go back and watch it again because I think like when you rewatch it, you like you grab more. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to say thank you to our podcast audience. Thank you to our Facebook Live audience and our YouTube audience. We are so excited to be here with the Godly View. And we're going to pass it over to our producer. Yay! <laughs> thank you. Oh, he left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> we, can't, you, we can't hear you. Okay. Can y'all hear me now? Yes, yeah. now we hear you. Okay, my bad. Once again, you all, another amazing episode. I always say, as far as married couples, these are one of the ones that I look up to. They are amazing in so many ways. I know that I could call either one of them for advice on anything, and they are going to give me that straight, no say sir, godly advice, mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. They have made me a better man to this day to prepare me for where I'm at right now. And I appreciate mm -hmm. them. I cannot wait to go back, as Andrea said, and listen to this on podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, just listen to it again, just to get more from it. And next episode that we have will be with our favorite engaged couple right yeah. here. Yeah. We cannot wait to interview them. Like, oh, yeah. Oh man, like for real, like we can't wait to interview them. Like they always bring so much fire and so much excitement to it. And I cannot wait till that episode. And um, you all stay with us, stay grinding with us, stay listening to the podcast. We appreciate you all. And uh, we're going to continue to keep grinding and keep making the show better. If you would like to email us any questions, you can email us at thegodlyview1 at gmail.com. Once again, that's thegodlyview1 at gmail.com. And we always love you all. We appreciate you all. And to close it out, we're just going to let y'all read our mission statement right there so that you all know what the Godly View really stands for. So... God bless y'all. As I always say, I will see y'all next week on our next episode. Next Saturday, please stay tuned. We will be rerunning an old episode with our favorite engaged couple next week. And we can't wait for that. That will air at seven, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, 6 o'clock Eastern. And uh, as I always say, sometimes our disappointments are nothing more than God's appointments, meaning sometimes we Your mic went out.